0: Welcome, welcome everybody to the Ed Fernandez Show. I told you I was going to do stuff different in 2024. We got this bad mamma Majama here. You know, this guy spent a lot of time in the military. You know, the Army Rangers 75th Regiment. He actually, because he was able to do that, you know, he passed some courses. The Master Fitness course, the Reebok CrossFit Coaches course, technical athlete performance center that he created you know he did all this stuff and he's here to teach us how to stay fit how to feel good how to have discipline rick welcome to the show big man thank you for having me it's an honor awesome man so hey so we're going to talk about fitness yes sir working out you know like i i like i was telling the audience you know hey We're going to sit here and glorify God, right? I'm going to tell everybody how wonderful the Lord is and and Jesus, and you can have your cake and eat it too. But we're also going to kind of do some things to educate people, right? Because, you know, the New Year just started, and what's the first thing everybody does? New Year's resolution. I got a New Year's resolution. I got to lose 50 pounds. This stinking stupid gym is all stinking crowded. And then about 60 days later, the herd thins out. It'll be us again. And everybody's out, right? So I've been doing, you know, CrossFit for about eight years. Right. I know, I know. <laughs> for eight years. And the reason why I started doing that is because, you know, I gave up basketball. I used to play basketball all the right. time. And I'm very competitive, so I gotta win. Mm-hmm. And so CrossFit kind of let me allow allowed me to have that competitive nature, trying to beat the clock trying to beat this other dude with time and strength and things like that. But as I'm getting older, you know, I am 56 now come March, I didn't realize that the stress on my body was producing cortisol and this cortisol was making me fat.
1: Yeah, everything you did in the gym was for nothing because nothing. the cortisol levels was so care. high.
0: I was eating salmon and broccoli. You know, the the, the keto did work. But, man, I was suffering because I didn't have no carbs. I'm not saying CrossFit don't work. But why doesn't it work for guys my age?
1: So I'll, my analogy is a car, right? Yeah. I got a Porsche, I got a Ferrari, I got a Lambo. They're all dope. They all do different things very well, right? CrossFit does it gets people into the gym, it gets people motivated about to be in the gym, it forms a community, but the workload is too much for the average person and I say that I don't I'm not calling you an average person but if you have a, you have children, you have a nine-to-five, you have a life that you want to sustain, there's no room for recovery now. And you've done this workout that busted your butt for 45 minutes to an hour, and then you go to work and bust your butt for another eight hours. And you go home, what do you got left? Right. So you have to find that middle ground. You have to train the body. You want to stimulate, not annihilate. I picked that up from one of my coaches. He used to tell me that all the time. He's like, hey, stimulate the muscles, stimulate the body, stimulate the nervous system, but don't annihilate it. Because you have to recover, right? It's your bank account. So if I spend all my money on this one workout, I have no money left. The next workout, I'm in debt. We don't want to be there. We want to be able to work out, sustain the workout, recover, do it again.
0: So, yeah. So I remember, you know, I would work out. And I can only do like three days because the recovery was horrible, right? And I noticed if I didn't roll out, like this week, I haven't worked out all week. Cause my my my, I almost glute, text you this morning. My glute was jacked, yeah. and it's it's now I'm just barely getting back to the thing. So if I don't roll out, loosen out my muscles, loosen up my joints, right. I can't do these cleans and squats right. and all this other stuff. Right. What is it about discipline? So let's just take it down to the to the foundation, mm-hmm. right? There are. Everyone has their theory of what's a good workout and why you should do this and do this and that. But the first thing
1: you got to do is get up. You got to get up. got to get up. You got to get, you get your head right. You got to put your shoes on. You got to walk out of the door. That's the hardest part. And for me still, 39 years old, been working out since I was 11, that's still the hardest part. It's still the hardest part. So do you think that
0: Being disciplined is born, taught, because, you know, obviously, former Army Ranger, 75th Regiment, you went out there and did your thing, you know, um, obviously, you got to be very disciplined to do that. But let's start with discipline. How, how, How do you become
1: disciplined? Are you born to be disciplined? What is that? When I knew the topics were coming, I was like, oh, discipline, this is easy. You know, who gave it to me? My parents, my dad. I was raised in a disciplined household. But if I'm, if I'm being honest about it, they set the table. But if I didn't decide to sit at the table and eat, I'm not going to be disciplined. So it's, it's absolutely inside. It is you making the choice to be disciplined every single day. There's theories that say people are born with it. But how are you born with discipline? You're a baby. You don't know anything, right? You know me. That's it. Again, you can have parents that are super disciplined, and they set the table for you, but you can choose not to be that. It is a daily choice that we make or don't make. That's, so, that's discipline. So a daily choice that we make or don't make.
0: So, for example, I don't need someone to call me, hey, man, are you up? Time to get, are you ready? you going to go to the gym? Right. I don't need that. Right. What I do need though is I need someone to educate me, hey, you're you shouldn't be doing this, or you shouldn't do this. So, is there a is there a is there like tenacity, right? Where does that tenacity come from? Is tenacity just as discipline is discipline a learned skill set or is it something you're born with? And then when you come to discipline, there's got to be tenacity.
1: Absolutely, you know, you can't have one without the other.
0: I could be disciplined to go to the gym, mm-hmm. but I'm hanging out talking. You could loaf in the gym. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm talking. Hey, what's up, man? Go hey, get it done. Blah, 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 right, and and that I see a lot of people doing that at the gym, right? Absolutely, girls go over there with all their makeup and all that stuff. That's just a New Year's crowd and all that stuff, right? Where's tenacity come from? How do you get tenacity? I mean. How does that start? I
1: truly believe tenacity comes from your environment, right? As much as discipline can be viewed from your environment, tenacity is from your environment, right? If you don't come from a competitive, I don't care if it's your 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 parents, your friends, uh, your social groups, that tenacity is built there. Because one day you're tired of getting your butt kicked.
0: So give me an example, right? So my viewers may want to, hey, I want to start working out, man. I don't feel good. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm tired of gaining this weight. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, I need discipline. Great, everyone tells me I need discipline. Okay, I need tenacity. Well, everyone
1: tells me, what are some tools that can help me get discipline? For me, it's goal setting. Um, if you are starting out, we all need discipline, right? Some of us. So start tell in- me your
0: daily routine. If it's goal setting, what's My- your daily routine?
1: First things first, get out of bed. Okay, get out of bed. The alarm goes off. Don't hit the snooze button. Get out of bed. I go and have my protein shake, get my 35 grams of protein in. I put my clothes on and I might sit down and be like, man, I don't want to do this. Right. But you talk yourself out of that. Like, Hey, you got to go get this done because you set this goal, right? You have to hold yourself accountable. Put my shoes on, walk out the door, get to the gym. And as soon as I get to the gym and you feel that buzz from the gym, I got a workout partner. And we work together. You feel that buzz from your partner. Maybe you don't want to be there either. We get the first set done. Everything goes away. You're there. Find enjoyment in doing the hard things. So, so I'll use me for
0: an example, right? I got this dog Eivor, right? Landshark. Land Shark, my best friend. <laughs> He's my homie. Yeah. But man, he gets up at four thirty every morning, right? Which is great because I gotta go to the gym. But as soon as I sit up on the bed, my head starts talking to me. hmm mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, you don't need to go today. You made it. You you're sore, yeah. you're tired. You've already lost 14 pounds. You can take the day off. I got to say, and, and then you know what? It may sound cuckoo, but I got to talk to myself. 1,000%. Right? I got to talk to myself and say, shut up. And, I, and I, I just start moving, getting up, putting my clothes on. Duh, duh, duh. Is that, to
1: me, that's the hardest part of getting to the gym. Yes, sir. And, and to the people watching, understand that this doesn't go away. You've been working out your whole life. I've been working out my whole life. I know guys that have been working out their whole lives and are, are pro lifters. We all go through that same struggle. So it's not new to anyone. It's, it's what you do when you're in the midst of that struggle. When that voice says, hey, Ed, you made it. Hey, Rick, you made it. Hey, you're already in shape. Hey, you know, you can take a day off. If I'm not true to that goal and I'm not holding myself accountable, I'll backslide. But I make the choice, like, shut that voice up, go get it done. And walk out of the door and get to the gym. What would be the hardest mental and physical training you ever had to go through? I got to hear this. It's not going to be what people think, right? You you read my bio. I've done some cool yeah, stuff. So, been to- so I'm
0: thinking you carrying logs and you going and they, and, they, and they keeping you underwater until you almost drown. That's what I'm thinking.
1: So that stuff's hard. Don't get it twisted. That is not easy. <laughs> the hardest training, I would say... Because it's all training, even if you were the leader of the training. My, my time as a drill sergeant was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Why? So, uh, I'm in charge of 220 knuckleheads that just came from mom's couch or dad's couch. Oh, these are brand new guys. Listen, they can't tie their shoes. They can't wash their butt. They don't know how to use a wash machine. So, I have to take all that. That's our make- Military? Lord Jesus, help that's, us. That's the start, right? Okay, they I, come to me I, I as a you. raw, <laughs> <laughs> they come to me as a raw block of clay. I have to form it, right? And you're talking about every social setting, demographic you could ever imagine. I had a kid that never seen a black person before. I'm his first, I'm his first glimpse of leadership. <laughs> Are Listen, you kidding me? Where would he live? The Ozarks.
0: What the heck is that?
1: The, oh, is that in the, the mountains in Arkansas and, and other places in the. Oh, is it that like the show, The Ozarks? That yes. place oh he'd never seen a black person before this kid is staring it's day one wow we get him off the bus we got their bags we're you know doing the thing doing the drill sergeant thing and he's looking at me real funny and i was like cool you know i put my hat on his head i'm like private you got a problem with me he's like yes drill sergeant and I'm, like, I'm like what's your problem he's like Dr- drill sergeant i don't be disrespectful but i've never seen a black person before i've never experienced a black person before wow i'm his first introduction to not only a black person, but leadership. I got this big hat on my head. I'm angry. And he's just like, I don't know what to do with myself. So imagine taking all that, putting them in bays of 60 to 63. You've got four bays of that. And you have to monitor everything they do from the time. I'm there when they wake up. I'm there when they eat breakfast. I'm there when they shower. I'm there when they eat lunch. I'm there teaching them how to use a rifle and how to walk in a formation. And I'm there to put them to bed. And then I go home. And I come back again. So you're babysitter. The, the most glorified babysitter in the world but as as much as it's babysitting yeah, as, and as hard as it was I mean mentally and physically it was the most gratifying job I've ever had if the army asked me tomorrow like hey come back I know you're retired but we want to bring you out of retirement come back and be a full time drill sergeant I go do it
0: so you would say that was the hardest by far mental and physical training you ever had to do N-
1: 90 hour work weeks okay I can't eat in front of them
0: I Why? don't drink water okay. from them.
1: You can't do none of that. Right. I'm exercising when they're exercising, but because we're exercising at such a low level, I'm getting out of shape. So I have to find more time for myself, right? Oh. I'm, up at, I'm, I'm there at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. So that means I got to get up at 3. I didn't get home till 7 or 8, right? So I'm not eating. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not training to my capacity. I have to find extra time to train. And then I'm dealing with all the personalities that these kids bring to the table. Mommy issues, daddy issues, I can't, I won't, you name it. By far the hardest job I've ever had, but the most gratifying. So, okay. That's unpopular. people Because people don't, it's it's the most uh, underappreciated job in the military. So how did you
0: get there, though? So I get it. So you're already at some type of shape. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with some guys that and gals that never have done anything before. Mm-hmm. You're doing you know, beginner stuff with these people because mm-hmm. they can't even do a pull-up or a push-up Yeah, or I had like a kid who couldn't do a sit-up. Right, you can't even do a sit-up. Right. You're working out with them, which doesn't require any effort on your part.
1: Right. But it's still miles on my
0: body. Miles on your body. But how did you get to that point where you realized, I can't continue doing this unless I add more hours and... Lift and do whatever I gotta do to stay where I
1: am. There right. had to be a starting point. <laughs> I had a, I I don't know if it was like a, it felt like a heart attack during one of my cycles. We're in the chow hall. They've got thirty minutes to get two hundred dudes to the chow hall. So if they've got thirty minutes to get there, and each private has seven minutes to eat, I've got three minutes to eat. That's like being in locked up or something. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a prison guard with a, with a cool hat on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm yelling at this private, and uh-huh. I'm standing next to the salad bar. And I remember when I was done yelling at him, I kind of had, like, a, I was seeing spots, but to the point where I couldn't see. So I grabbed the rail of the salad bar, and I was like, you have to make a change right now. It's like, you can't keep this up, or you're going to be in trouble. And that was the day. It was, like, the discipline to say, hey, I've got 30 minutes here. I can get something in. Oh, you weren't eating. I couldn't. You didn't have time. If you're doing the job as a drill sergeant effectively, you don't have time for anything. Really? One thousand percent. And and you're talking about not just physical change. You're talking about hormonal change. This is the most stressful job in the army. Combat's stressful. This was the most stressful job in the army because it is the job where if you jack some up, you lose your career. Got it. Because they're all depending on you. At the higher ups are depending on you to prepare these people. Because some that of these kids, next some level. of these kids left me and went straight to deployment. Oh, shoot. So for the infantry, you have one, the OSIT, one station unit training. He Those soldiers do nine weeks of basic training that every single soldier does with me. And that, that last day of the nine weeks, it's time to train you to go fight. And they can leave. And then when they leave and go to their unit, if they don't have a follow-on like um, RASP or, you know, Ranger stuff or uh, 18X, your butt's going to a unit that's probably mobilizing to go overseas. Holy moly. Yeah. So you have a huge responsibility huge, to, to get huge, these people prepared.
0: Huge. So, well, okay. How is it important, since you said, I was seeing spots, yeah. I wasn't eating, mm-hmm. which I don't understand, but it is what it is. <laughs> right. Right. How important is nutrition in your in your in your daily routine, in your workout,
1: it's the second most important thing I do throughout my day. The first is sleep. Okay, what if I don't sleep? You need to eat more then. Okay, right? you need to so if eat I'm not more, so what, eat some pancakes.
0: Right? I would say some if you're going to eat
1: if, no, obviously not donuts okay, and, that's and, 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 and honestly, like if you're at a space where you got a, an elite level athlete, he can probably get away with a donut or two, right? Yeah. But for the the average everyday guy, like you need to have some protein, some carbs, some fats. I don't care what it looks like or what the meal is. Everybody on this chicken, breast, and broccoli diet, like that doesn't last because it's not enjoyable, right? It's boring. Have something that's enjoyable. Have it in moderation, but make sure you're doing it three to four times a day. Make sure you're eating three or four times a day. What is the cheapest meal prepping that I can do? So
0: let's, some my look, staying in shape costs money. 1000 it, it, It's, you know, if you're not eating right, mm-hmm. you know, you can go out and run. You can do some walking. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we get older, our muscles start actually diminishing.
1: Atrophy, yes. Absolutely. Right?
0: Atrophy. Okay, atrophy. So, obviously, I need to build muscle to stay and keep my joints good and all that other stuff. But some of the listeners may not have the means to... Right. To, to have a gym membership right. or, you know, to, to, to spend all the money on this food. What is the cheapest way that someone can meal prep to the point to where it's still doing good to your body so that you have
1: the energy to work out? If I could pick four things forever, yeah. it would be a lean red meat. Okay. It would be jasmine rice. Not, no brown rice. Always white Why? rice. The body can't break down brown rice as efficiently and use it as a as a fuel as it can with white white rice. Uh, some kind of high fiber green broccoli, spinach, which is cheap, right? right. Cheap, uh, and avocado. Avocado. Yep, everybody okay. likes avocado, and they're high in f- good fats, and those are the things you need to help sustain and maintain the body. So if you do that, I get away with that fifty bucks for a week. Fifty bucks a week. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right, that works. So I remember, you know, learning how to do uh, this CrossFit stuff. So right. cleans, jump squats, mm-hmm. burpees. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff is painful, right. right? Running up and down five flight of stairs right. with a 45-pound plate.
1: Unnecessary. I mean, it was brutal. It's brutal, and sometimes we need that competitive spirit to be stoked. Yeah. It's unnecessary for day-to-day. Unnecess- so do you
0: prefer powerlifting or calis- calisthenics?
1: It, I think we should partake something from all of it, but we should modify it in a way where we're not killing ourselves every day when we work out, like in a CrossFit workout. It's, you guys do a hero workout every day. A hero can't be a hero every day unless he's supernatural. Just <laughs> It is what it is, right? The most important exercises that you can do for the human body is a squat, and some kind of hinging pattern in a carry, right? A hinging pattern being a deadlift. Maybe you don't have the, the, tech, the technical uh, prowess to do a deadlift, maybe a stiff leg deadlift, but a squat, right? Because it looks like what we do every day. We sit down, stand up. What happens when we get older? We atrophy. If we don't strengthen those movement patterns when we have the ability, when we get old, we lose them. And guess what? Now you're an old folks home, and somebody's helping you out of a chair, right? Oh, or you drop man. something on the ground, and because you can't hinge and you didn't strengthen those hinging movement patterns, you've been down to pick up that pin. And guess what? you call calling somebody, hey, I'm stuck. Stuck where? I can't stand back up, right? And to carry. We carry things every day. So why don't we do it in our workouts and strengthen that movement pattern so we can continue, continue to do it every day? So are you saying squatting, benching, hand cleans, deadlifts, curls, still the name of the game? Yes, in, in the regard to the human at the moment, right? My squat looks different than your squat. The human at the moment. What does that mean? Where
0: are you at in I've your seen fitness journey? I've, I've seen some people. Look, so do we squat when we sit on the toilet? Yeah. We're squatting, right? Right. Okay, so everybody's squatting. But sometimes everybody. it's easier for, others, for some people than it is others. Okay, got you.
1: So some some people is have, it
0: still the name of the game? Minus the hand clean and the curl? Absolutely. Why? Why minus the hand clean and the curl? Because so I was long, doing
1: curls with you. Now, yes, it that's a that's icing on the cake. Okay, what did we do before we did curls? I don't remember. We probably did some stuff with our legs. Okay, right. We probably did some stuff with our back, right? The main movers of the human body. The problem with the hang clean, and it's a great explosive exercise. It's an Olympic lift. The Olympics is every four years. The average human does not need. <laughs> right, Olympic,
0: it's an Olympic lift right. and the Olympic is every four years. The I average human point. doesn't
1: need a hand clean for a lot of reasons. If I, if it takes me six months to teach you or another athlete, a hand clean, you never increase weight. You never increase uh, uh, any of the, the nervous system properties needed to make you stronger, right? We want to stimulate the muscle, but if I've only got you doing a broomstick for two months, where did I go? Just I can to learn teach you the movement, right. right. I can teach you how to do a banded deadlift and get the elicit the same response that I need and, and increase the weight over time because the learning curve is is shorter. Should I? Um,
0: so, so okay. So no hand cleans.
1: No burpees
0: for what? I mean, yeah, I, I never it's, got that. It's
1: a to me a burpee is for a coach that that doesn't have any creativity.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Tell so me the burpee about burpee you get your heart rate up, right? Tell me about creativity. What what would I do if a burpee is gonna get my heart rate up to get my cardio go down? Mm-hmm. What can I do that is an alternative to that that's not as damaging to my body?
1: I could push a sled. Okay, that works. Yeah. There's certain areas of the sled push, there's no load on the bo- there's no uh, concentric load on the body. So I have you push a sled. I can get your heart rate up real quick with a sled within 10 feet, right? Yeah. You don't have to do 20 burpees. Right, so we're keeping miles off the body, right, right we're keeping that the the recovery time uh in a in a shorter period, right I can instead of having you doing 20 burpees, maybe I have you do five push-ups, five sit-ups, five air squats. I got your heart rate up, right? I did something purposeful, we moved the body a little bit, and it's not damaging. You've seen people get hurt doing burpees hurt I their wrists them. yeah, they're I hate them. yeah, if I see bur- burpees on a on a coach's card,' I'm like you're not you're not it. you could have found anything else to do. So let's go back. Let's go back to
0: getting up in the morning. I think, like you said, once you get to the gym Mm -hmm. and you start making some movements, Mm -hmm. you're kind of like over the mental aspect of Mm -hmm. it, right? How do you silence the voices in
1: your head that limit your potential? How do you do that? For a long time for me it was knowing that someone else was depending on me to be at my best. And the way I get to my best is making sure I physically train the body, mentally train the body, right? Say that again. Someone's depending on me to be at my best. There's going to be a time in my career, right? At the when I was in the military and even now there's there's a time where someone's going to depend on me. Okay. And if I'm shortcutting myself, I can't I can't serve them. I can't right because i'm if i'm taking the shortcut for me yeah i'm i'm easily going to take the shortcut on you that's human nature so is that
0: is it is it because so let me kind of clarify so what you're saying is that because you know there was a dependency on how your physical ability is going to be
1: that was something that overcame the voices in your head. Absolutely. I, I would be sitting on my, the edge of my bed. I don't want to do this. And it was like, one of these young men is going to look to you one day when they don't have it. And if you don't have it, that sets them there. Right. You know, that's interesting because,
0: you know, I'm, I'm going to make a left hand turn. Yeah, here. Let's do it. So, so the show is about, you know, glorifying God and, yes. and how God can prosper you. And we've uh we've got, you know, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs, uh, they don't create from scratch, they have somebody supporting them like money. Yes. Entrepreneur from scratch, no money. Start Let's from the bottom down here. How I think I know what I would say, but you know, you just started your own little business, right? Yeah, your Gucci merch barbarian, yes, sir. Yeah, your merch. Yes, sir. right. Um How does the discipline, the tenacity, and the silencing of voices in your head correlate to being a successful businessman or woman starting your own company?
1: Uh, So I just started this when I moved out to California. And I say moved out to California when I first met you guys. The Bougie Barbarian had been a thing for years, Mm -hmm. right? It was was a, a nickname that some of the guys in my facility gave me. Right. Oh, so they called you bougie barbarian. Right. Okay, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, you should make that merch. You should put it on Like, Nah, you know, I'm I'm not into that. And more more than anything it was doubt. No one's gonna like this. No one is gonna believe in this. No one is gonna wanna buy this. I had to shut that up first. And that comes with my creator, right? I yeah. had to I had to start believing in what he had been bestowing on me. This isn't luck. This isn't uh uh you know, something that your parents were giving, he was directing me like, hey, son, this is your path. Go for it. I got your back. And that's how this all came about. And it's still been some voices that you have to silence. Uh, It's still been some work that I'd never thought I'd have to put in, right? I've got a garage full of merchandise. I've had to sort through it, make sure uh, shirts and hoodies look appropriate to ship out to people. We're shipping the stuff ourselves, right? There's a lot of work that goes into it. So if I don't stick to the goal hey we're shipping every weekend right we're shipping every saturday or we're shipping every saturday and tuesday now if i don't stick to those goals i don't accomplish the task right so it's it's discipline is is still the foundation of everything i'm doing yeah because if i don't if i want to take a saturday off because it's raining outside and i don't ship the stuff now everything is late and now that's my reputation yeah right so you have to always go back to that first building block which is discipline discipline since you've been training elite guys, you know obviously
0: you're you're training because you know here in in your bio, it looks like, and I, I keep hearing you telling me that the military gave you millions of dollars to create this training facility. Yeah, the Tactical
1: right? Athlete Performance Center.
0: Right. So you you created it, and you obviously elite guys and gals going there to train. Mm-hmm. Since you know you've been training elite people, right, and soldiers alike. What makes the difference between an everyday person and someone living at their peak performance level?
1: Uh, so let's let's take a step back. The the Tactical Athlete Performance Center was an idea of one of my leaders in 2012. We're in okay. the gym together. Uh, he's an elite-level powerlifter, but also in the Army. He's like, Donette, I got this plan. That's what I want to do. And he's like, if you're still around Fort Benning, when I get the go-ahead, I'm, you're the guy. And I'm like, cool. I finished my drill start time. I'm at a, a post-master fitness meeting. And He's like, Donette, come here. I got to talk to you I was like what's up? He's like, what's your next step? I was like, I don't have orders yet. Uh, I'm I'm not on assignment. I'm looking for a job. He's like, cool. Do you want to be part of the human performance optimization program? I was like, yes. He's like, I've got the I got the go ahead to start this facility. We got some more research and some and some more proofs to do. He's like, but we'll be opening this facility very very soon. I jumped on the team. Uh, COVID hit. He retires and he gave me the keys. He's like, here you go. So. So COVID hit, he mm-hmm. retired, he gave you the keys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we built this plane in flight. We have this $2.5 million facility with all the Necks high-tech equipment. and We have nobody in it. Oh. Nobody. Because the Army is very much run, push-ups, sit-ups. And you have elite-level guys that are used to training their way and don't want to see anything outside of their way, mm-hmm. right? We bring Division One. uh, Former Division One strength coaches in, but like, hey, this is the way we train our athletes. What you guys do for a living looks very much like football. Get up, cut, jump, run, sprint, dive—all the things. So we had to convince the army that this was the way to train. And how'd you do that? Well, we showed them their their receipt for musculoskeletal injuries was seven point two billion dollars a year, just on sprains and strains. Oh, that that the government or the military was paying, right? Because of uh, seven what? Seven billion. 7.2 billion. A year? A year on musculoskeletal injuries. Holy— That's overuse injuries. That's injury. my money. Look, sir, we're spending a year. Wow. And they didn't want to invest in proper training to nullify that. Now, all your special operations guys have had this licked for a lot of, a lot of years. The Army was 20 years behind any established training facility. Like, you talk about Division I College or—, or, or Even high school athletes, we're 20 years behind them. We're still running and doing push-ups and sit-ups and thinking that's going to get us through combat, right? (laughs) So we had to convince the Army, and that was the hardest part of that campaign, convince the Army that this training is necessary. When we could show it mitigated injuries, when it showed, hey, if this person injured their left leg, we can still train their their, their right leg and the rest of their body. We started showing those modalities. They started to believe, and they started to come, right? You build it, they'll come. They started to come. And and they being— the Army. Okay. I mean, I was in there on a Saturday by myself in a tank top and in, in shorts, and the Secretary of Defense rolls up on my facility. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a trip. I'm making a phone call like, hey, I need everybody here. He's like, hey, we heard this was popping up. Show us what you got. I was like, I can have the full staff here. I can show you what the training looks like, and I've got some videos that I can show you guys too. And he's like, I'll be back. Make sure you guys are ready. And wow, the Secretary of State. G- Secretary of Defense. Defense. Rolled up. Holy- he's a general. That's that's on a Saturday. And I'm like, legit. I don't have any clothes on. Like I'm I got my shoes on. You knew exactly who it was when they showed up. One thousand percent. You're like, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble because <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm the NCOIC leader of Tapsy. I got a backwards baseball cap on a tank top and no shoes. And I'm in their training. Wow. Yeah. And so uh, from the results of of that visit, what happened? He took our documentation and went you know, wherever he went and we started getting more phone calls because the army at the time was trying to develop something like this. We were the first ones to do it on our post with our, the doctors and athletic trainers that I brought in, I brought in off pure relationship. We got no approval from anybody. My sports chiropractor is like, Hey Donna, you got anywhere that I could like treat out of the tap I was like, heck yeah, doc. He's like, I'll be there every Tuesday and Wednesday. and turned into him staying. Now I've got a sports chiropractor, I've got his athletic trainers, I've got a sports psychologist in my building all at once next to my strength coaches. So we can all work together. Right. And we pulled this off just by, Hey, I got an idea. So what does that look like today? Uh, It's, it's still running. I mean, you have all of those assets under one building. You have all the schoolhouses uh, on Fort Benning, all the leadership schools on Fort Benning, a lot of the host units on Fort Benning coming in and training and getting Getting taught not just "Hey, this is a workout," but like, here's why we do the workout, and here's how you can do this workout in your footprint with your soldiers to make your guys more lethal. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take
0: you back a yes, little sir. bit. So I know that results are important. Yes, sir. So you're working out. Mm-hmm. You've starved yourself for thirty days. <laughs> You get on the scale and you lose one pound Mm -hmm. and you've been working out. How do you continue to push every
1: day when you're not seeing results? For me, it's journaling. Journaling? Yes. What did my lift look like? Right? What did I lift last week? So if we've got one set or we got three sets of single leg squats last week you did 35-pound kettlebell. This week, you're like, hey, I can bump it up. You did four sets of eight with a 55-pound kettlebell. You're making improvements. You might not see it, right? We don't see it because we're our toughest critics. But if I look at you, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's made a change. Got it. Now I understand what you mean. So
0: what you're doing is you're recording. It's kind yes, of like sir. taking a before and after picture. Yes, sir.
1: But right? now I've got it in document.
0: Right? So you take a before and after picture and you go, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. I look great. hmm but it takes a little while to—you to, to you have the before picture, and then you take the after picture. That might be six, eight weeks later. Easily. And you might not see a lot of change. But if you put—okay, I did a kettlebell swing with 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And it kicked my butt. And and it kicked my butt in the beginning. But now, God, I could do 30 pounds. You might not see a physical Absolutely. change. There's a physiological but change there's happening. A, you, you 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 may not see your body changing, but things are changing Absolutely. inside your body that you cannot see. Yes, sir. That's a that's a good thing. So look, hey, if you're getting discouraged and you want to start working out, don't take. I mean, yeah, take a picture and put it up there and see what you look like later. But I think that's a good idea. If you kind of go, I never thought about that. If you kind of go, well, I I can't. I can only bench the forty five pound bar. Right. All of a sudden, I'm putting 25 plates on my 45-pound bar. Now, I'm, like, getting stronger. Right. And that, that should help encourage you. That, yep. that, that's a great idea.
1: Um, and I would tell your listeners, understand that a well-laid-out training plan will get you the look. You just have to do the training. Let the training supersede the look. The look will come as long as you're training smart and effectively, and you're recovering. The look will come. Okay, so we bounced around a lot.
0: And I'm going to use me as an example. So here's what here's my goal, right? I said, "Lord Jesus, the day I got to put on a diaper is the day that I'm going home." Right? Right? Bring me home. I'm not doing that. Right. My wife's like, "I'll take you out in the driveway and squirt you with the hose."
1: i can see him saying
0: that too right like don't worry i'm I'm gonna take care of you no no i ain't doing that i'm a man shoot so okay so for my for the listeners out there what would you suggest and let's because you sound like a some type of professor (laughs) <laughs> when you talk. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you sound like a professor. You sound like you're educated when you talk about these matters and obviously you are. But for the listeners out for the listeners out there that are trying to get physically fit because right. I would say that the way your body feels is A huge part of what, how you would look at yourself, think of yourself. Yes, sir. Right? And then it has a a mental charge to overcome, Mm -hmm. right? What would you say to the listeners that are watching the show that say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try on Monday. They don't know
1: anything. Anything. They
0: don't know anything. They don't know. Look, when you've been lifting for a long time, you have an idea. Yes. But if you've never lifted before and you're kind of intimidated from it. Right. If I wanted to start on Monday, what would, what would I do?
1: So it goes back to that, that discipline building block, right? If you say you're going to start on Monday, hold yourself accountable. Okay. One. Two, go move your body. Just go move your body. How? T- go for a thirty-minute brisk walk, and I'm not talking about a leisurely stroll with the dog. Like go for a hard walk, thirty minutes. Okay, right. Experience what that feels like. And as as that becomes easier, not just the walk itself, but getting up and going to do the walk, then maybe you will lose some of that that gym avoidance. Go into the gym, go sit on the machine. They have a, uh, a diagram of what the machine does. Try it out, right? And as that starts to become easier, and you want to you want to excel. Or you want to step up? Go find a coach. Okay, right. There's, there's the internet is the best. But if and you worst find thing.
0: a coach, how do I know it's the right coach?
1: That's a good question. Right, the curveball. That is the curveball. For so beginners and elite, you you touched on that. A beginner, I can throw the kitchen sink at them. There's not a bad coach for a beginner. Got you. There's okay. not a bad coach for a beginner. Okay. I can throw a ki- the kitchen sink at a beginner. And they're going to come back and they're not going to need as much recovery time as someone that is elite because the elite person is doing heavier weights, uh, harder movements. They're accessing different parts of their nervous system, different parts of their muscle fibers that cause them to need more rest. A beginner, I can have him in the gym five days a week. As long as I'm not abusing him, he can continue to work out because this is new. The body is – this is a new stress. The body's like, oh, we got to build now, right? Where this guy, he's already built and his incremental better is 5% when his is 10 15 20 every time they they get a week in the gym
0: got it okay so there's no risk of, of 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 picking a wrong coach when you're just starting off so I interrupted you so you would say take a brisk walk right um would you suggest you know after the brisk walk after you become really good at that what about putting on a a, a weighted vest there's
1: nothing wrong with that no, right? no, no. So if, if I don't like, recommend running with a weighted vest, yeah. I see a lot of people doing that. That's crazy. Most people don't have the running mechanics to run properly without any weight. So don't, everybody listening, no running with weight vests, please.
0: <laughs> so if I if I'm taking brisk walk, which is easy to do, not not easy to do, but it's a, it's an easy, you know, put your headbuds in. That's it, right? Listen to some worship music or listen to some podcasts yeah. or you know a book to 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 you know better yourself. Whatever you're gonna do, right? but you can take a brisk walk, mm-hmm. right? 30 minutes, you're done. You feel like you've accomplished something. Right. Heart rate right? got
1: up, you made a little sweat.
0: Right. So if you do that every day and all of a sudden it becomes easy, yeah. maybe you can go a brisk walk for an hour.
1: Yep.
0: Right? And then all of a sudden, okay, well, I only have an hour because I got to get going, mm-hmm. right? I got a lot of things going on. All right, let me get a let me get a vest.
1: 30-pound vest. 30-pound? Start. And, and I would even say start small, right? The The problem with a lot of this fitness stuff is we've mystified a lot of it. It's go do it. Go walk. Go walk for 30 minutes. You got that done for a month? All right, here's a weight vest. Let's not go 40 pounds. Let's go 10, right? Incremental gains, right? Because if I put you, if you went walking 30 minutes for a month every day and the walk was easy and I put 40 pounds on you, that 30-minute walk is going to be brutal. Yeah, yeah. So let's make incremental gains. And that's what everybody has to understand. This whole fitness journey is a marathon, not a sprint. There's no get rich quick. There's no magic pill. It goes back to that that discipline building block.
0: Maybe, you know, and I'm just trying to help you guys understand that it's, it, it's a good place to start. So, you know, you do a brisk walk, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That becomes very easy. Mm-hmm. Maybe put a, a weighted vest on. Okay, well, then terrain. Can change, right? Absolutely. Get some hills. Get right? some trails. Right. Then now you're doing, you know, maybe before you put the vest on, maybe you do the 30-minute brisk walk going up some trails. Yep. Right. All of a sudden that becomes hard, right? Then you go, okay, well, that's kind of becoming a little easy. Right. Let me put a vest on. There it is. Hit the trails. There it is. Right.
1: Well, that becomes easy. Now my muscles may be ready to do some weights. Right. And and your confidence is ready to do the weights because that is most people's detractor from the gym. They're not confident enough to step in the gym. So give yourself some small wins, build up that confidence, right? Those 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 disciplined building blocks are, are starting to form a wall, right? Now you're getting somewhere. Yeah. Well that, you know, that's that's good advice.
0: I can see that. Like I can even see, you know, sometimes I use these bands.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right. My favorite. So
0: so the bands, they look cheesy, but if you can get educated on how to use the bands, they're they're causing um, you know, resistance and resistance and then, build muscle.
1: Absolutely, right. Absolutely. So,
0: I mean, maybe after the brisk walk with a weighted weighted um, vest on, hitting some
1: hills, you start learning how to use bands. Yep. Right. And so, if you learn how to use bands. And they're versatile. You can take them anywhere. I mean, you've seen it. I come to the gym with a sack full of bands. I'm like, you yeah. ready to go? Yeah. Right? And, and no one likes to see the bands once you've worked through them appropriately. We're doing that shoulder stuff. And you're like, what's going on in here? Like, yeah. Because you can load them in so many different variations. And there's no – you move in your human, you know, ranges – that band just adds resistance the further away you get from it. Yeah, So you're getting a very, very similar workout to lifting weights without having to go to the gym. Yeah, see? And so these are the practical Mm -hmm. things that our listeners,
0: tools that they can. So let me ask you this. What would you leave our listeners with um, on how to change habits and how could I start tomorrow morning?
1: Uh, How to change your habits and how to start tomorrow morning. I would say again we we keep hitting this discipline thing but that's the core of it all, right? If we're building a pyramid, right? The base has to be discipline. So pick your goal, whatever it is. Pick your goal and make sure it's a reasonable goal. If you haven't got off the couch in 10 years, don't say hey, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to have a six-pack in 3 months. If you need to get off the couch, let's start walking, right? Let's say 3 days a week I walk. We don't want to what we don't want to do with whatever our goal is is to submerge our life in it because then you start to hate it. Right? Got it. That's most people that fall out of the gym. It's not because the gym was hard. They started to hate it because they made it everything. Give yourself three wins. You got three walks a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You won that week. Maybe we add a little bit to it next week. So define your goal. Make it a priority and hold yourself accountable, whatever it is, because we all start at different places, right? The the thing with fitness and in the media and social media is it's a one size fit all. And that's not true. It's not how the human is, right? Maybe one size fits all for people that have been in the gym a while. But if if this is brand new to you, don't go in there trying to climb Mount Everest. Let's, let's knock out a couple things a week, make that a priority, hold yourself accountable. And as that goes on, you start to grow, right? You start to build more confidence, maybe you lose some, some body fat, maybe you could walk further or faster than you could yesterday, right? And you build that confidence. And then you can explore other avenues. You know, I,
0: I I was about to close, but I started thinking, all right, I'm taking these brisk walks. I'm sore. I'm sore to the point that I can't take the brisk walk tomorrow. I might not take it for two days because I'm so sore. How important is recovery and what do I do to recover?
1: So recovery is the utmost important, and I said sleep is the number one, right? Because you can't repair any damage done to the body without sleep, without good sleep, without quality sleep, right? Put the phone and the TV way an hour prior. Make sure your room is cold. No light. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. Hold on, man.
0: You said make sure the room is cold. Oh, yeah. Ruth puts the stupid thermostat like at 65 degrees. She's
1: doing what's right for I'm you. I'm freezing my butt. She's doing butt. what's right for you. Really? Yes. The human body recovers best at like 63 to 65. It needs to be cold so you can get into those oh deep sleeps. Oh, my God, hey, man. Season, I thought it was like. You ever put some socks on? Jesus, man. <laughs> so she was room, right. Yes, yeah, she's been right. There are so many recovery tools, right? And again, it goes back into mystifying fitness. What you need is sleep, nutrition, and proper hydration now with the discipline thing right say you're too sore to work out that's okay listen to your body if your body says hey this isn't it don't be so rigid in your discipline that it starts to become a chore right it's okay to take days off it's okay to rest but you need to sleep you need to hydrate and that's a gallon of water a day uh and you need to be eating the proper nutrition and so don't avoid salt everybody don't what about avoid salt. what
0: about Cold, cold plunge. That's the like the biggest thing now.
1: Mystifying. Right. Everybody's like cold plunge, jumping into 45 it's, degree water. When someone finds me the science, then I'll be able to speak on it. Because I'm but here right now, now it's releasing cortisol. It's it's a stressful these event. Are, these are these are there hasn't been one scientific study done. There's been some studies done on brown fat and cold water and cold weather, but there hasn't been anything done that says Hey, cold plunge does X, Y, and Z for your body recovery. So why does it what make it, me feel so good? Because it's an endorphin. You've done something hard. You chose to get in that stinking cold water. You chose it. And when you got in it, you're like, this is terrible. And you get out and you're like, look what I did. What, look what I accomplished. But I feel like I have more energy sometimes. Is it a chemical thing going on? You're breathing deeper than you ever have, right? You get the, right? Yeah. You're breathing into your belly. You're, you're energizing and oxygening the entire body, which we don't do throughout the day because we breathe into, in our mouths, right? We breathe in our chest. We don't breathe in our belly. But you've also done something hard. And that's good for the soul. That's good for the body. That type of stress is good for you. That's why you get that runners or workout high when you're done. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So should, I, I should so. Do it. Yeah. No, do it. Everybody does it like,
0: everybody's like doing it every day. It makes them feel good. I don't know, man. It makes me feel good. Okay. So you do it every day? Uh, I do it a couple times a week. A couple times a week? Yeah. Okay. So is it so as far as recovery is concerned, rest? Rest. Rest and it's Hydration and okay nutrition. It's okay to take time off? Absolutely.
1: But, it's important. But wouldn't that kind of mess with my head? And it's going to, right? Because I've had the same thing. I'm like, oh, I took too many days off. But what you have to tell yourself is if I don't take these days off, and I keep getting in recovery debt, I'll never get out. I'll never get out, right? Yeah. And I won't make any gains. So it's okay to take that time off because if I get injured or I get sick because I've, I've worn my body down, now I have to take more days off. Why not take those two days off, right? Maybe that second, that third day I go and I'm a little sore, but I can work. It's not debilitating. Okay. What you don't want to do is put yourself in a situation where you, you're you so under-recovered, not overtrained, trained under-recovered, that you hurt yourself or you get sick because that staves off that gym time. Yeah. You take the time off on the front end. So you don't have to do any damage control on the back end.
0: So how, how can our listeners find you? Do you have
1: a website? What uh, I have? So I have a uh, Instagram for bougie barbarians. They can follow me on bougie there. Bougie barbarians. barbarians. Yes, sir. Uh, and they
0: can follow you on Instagram.
1: Yep. And I and post some DM workout. Vi- Absolutely. Uh, I post some workout videos. Uh, we'll get into some of the science behind some of the workouts and reasons why later. Uh, but if you're on the internet and you have questions, I'm here for it. Uh, Bougie Barbarians on Instagram, DM me, and I'll answer your questions. Cool. Bougie
0: Barbarians. I don't even know how to spell that.
1: B-O-U-J-I-E,
0: Barbarian. See? Well, man, thank you so much for being on the it's show, brother. It's a pleasure, man. Always. Always. So thank you everybody for watching. Hopefully you got some out of this. Look, we'll have Rick on here. I got another another friend, Jesse. I want guys to meet because Jesse obviously has you know his way of doing things. Right. But um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, everyone. Thank you for watching. Again, I gotta say you're the best part of the Ed Fernandez show. You have a great weekend.